Hello and welcome to the podcast, Connections Through Confident Communication. And today I'm honored to be in the home of T.C. Christensen. And he was so willing to let us come and be here. And I am just thrilled to have you and just be able to ask you some questions. I'm a nice person. <laughs> I, I let people in. Awesome. And this house is so beautiful. And we didn't realize we live a couple miles from each other, which is so yeah. cool. So I wanted to open up and just start a little bit about just sharing your message about how you've been able to create such beautiful films over the years. Well, thanks. That's a nice, I don't know if I have really made beautiful films. I've tried to. Um, and uh, well, the thing I'll tell you about that in this journey is one thing I learned early on is that it's really all about story. And as a filmmaker, I think that's the most important choice you make is what story am I going to tell? And I put a lot of time into that, into choosing what I think are going to be stories that aren't just entertainment. To me, stories are a, an opportunity to affect lives and lift people. And so, not every story really does that and making sh independent films is tough anyway because you, that indicates you have very little money which is true and so if you don't have a good story um then i don't think you you need to keep looking until you find one and that that's been really the one of the biggest things to me I love that. And talking about connection, how were you able to find so many incredible actors and actresses to be able to connect with people, share your film? I'm curious. Well, that's that's a nice comment you make because the reality is, again, independent film, uh, we don't work with the Screen Actors Guild. Well, all of the best actors in the world are members of the Screen Actors Guild. That's just how that works. But we can't afford that. And I decided early on that I was going to try to make the star of my films is not a person, it's the story. And fortunately, in this area, we have had a good basis of non-SAG actors. There are a lot of actors who, you know, I don't, I don't know, I think in our church culture and so forth, they grow up with the idea of performing more than maybe in and musically and acting and storytelling and so forth. So I put a lot of time into casting. You know who my hero is in filmmaking? You don't? <laughs> my hero in filmmaking is Frank Capra. Frank Capra is who did, he's best known in our uh, culture for It's a Wonderful Life. And he's a hero of mine, filmmaking hero. And one of the things Frank Capra said is 80% of directing is casting. And I really believe that if I find the right actors, they'll just grab you by the nose and pull you right through the, the movie. If you don't, you're struggling all the time, and it's very difficult to portray the story you're wanting to portray. So we put in a lot of time casting and just search and look, and a lot of people that are in my films have never acted before. Mm -hmm. 
One of them I'll mention is Cassidy Hubert, who uh, plays Willard Bean's wife, Rebecca Bean, in The Fighting Preacher. I was having trouble finding somebody to play that part that I felt good about. And we had some choices, but it was suggested to me that I look at Cassidy. I didn't know Cassidy, but she had been working in movies in the art department behind the scenes, of course, but was interested in acting. So it brought her in. And for those of you who've seen The Fighting Preacher, you know, there's a scene where Rebecca is visited by someone who turns out to be the savior in a kind of a dream or vision wasn't sure what to call it. And I had Cassidy read that for me as her tryout, as her audition. And she made me cry. She did it so good. And Cassidy got the part and went on to do a terrific job in the film and had never been in a movie, a commercial, uh, really anything. She just had the idea, the desire that she wanted to do it, and she did it and did it, did it good. Anyway, I, I get a lot of blessings wow. out of that work. So it wasn't important to have them be these famous actors and actresses. You just went on to what, yeah, to what felt right, and, and you were guided to the right people. Is that what you're? Well, I can't say that that always happens. It's a struggle, like everything, you know, where sometimes you fail and sometimes you succeed. And Cassidy was a definite succeed. Awesome. Well, which film would you say you had the most fun and joy creating? And what would you think? I'm just curious. Well, the that film is our last film, The Fighting Preacher. And I'd have to, that, that film was a delight from the start to finish. It just came together, you know, and it was fun to shoot and write and research. And we got to know a lot of the family of the beans because in our films which are always about uh true characters true situations um i always try to involve the descendants of the people that the film is about having them there on the set it just adds a spirit to what you're doing because even the crew will go, will will introduce them and the crew, oh, this is the granddaughter of the actual person we're making the film about. It's and and we do that routinely throughout the film, reminding people this is a real true story that we're telling. And here's great people that came from those great people. Boy, that was good, but I don't remember what I was telling you. What did you? Well, well, no, I do have that question. Are most of your stories true? Based yeah, on true? They, all, they all are. I haven't done a film that was fiction. Oh, wow. Because one of my favorites was the Love Kennedy, but I didn't realize that was all based on. That's Kennedy. a beautiful. We filmed in the Kennedy in the uh, handsome home, that, who that film's about. We filmed in their home for two of the four weeks of making the film and at her high school and places where she frequented and so forth yeah and i like the it's forever strong right but where was that mm -hmm. filmed that was all filmed around here i do, i need to say that uh ryan little and adam abel that's really their film i was the director of photography on the film one of, one of the things i like to tell is that i really uh, had a career as a director of photography working on other people's films and about the time i hit 
50 or somewhere in there, I got thinking, I have stories I want to tell. And so I'm going to start trying that instead of just helping other people do their stories. And that uh, was my question. How did you get the confidence to be able to start doing that? Because that's, that's a big, that's a big step to start creating. Well, yeah, it, it helped having that background as a director of photography because I'm there. I understand how sets work. I understand how production works and post-production and all that. I've learned that mostly from being on films as a director of photography. So I've got that knowledge. It's a lot better for me, it was, than starting right out and all, and saying I'm a director and that's all that I'm going to do. Now, I did keep my toe in it right from the time I started getting out of school. Um, I would make short films that I would direct. And so that helped me. And if they're successful, it helps you move to the next level. So anyway, it was just a lot of baby steps, which I think is really one of the keys to life and all of this is just realizing you just got to keep, you know, trying and moving forward. And you get, you get knocked back a little, but you just keep trying. And after uh, you're 100 years old and you turn around and look, you go, hey, I had a career. I actually did. You did. Well, going on that, what would you say was one of the struggles? What was a big struggle in moving forward? Is there anything that was hard? It was a lot. Oh, everything's hard. Nothing, nothing's easy in life, I'm usually, and I think especially in film. And I could just, I'll rattle off a few money. You have to, films are expensive. You know, you can, as an artist, if you're a, some kind of a, a painting artist if you can get some paintbrushes and paint that you can do it you're an artist film is very cooperative and you have to have a lot of people and they're expensive and so are the camera and cameras and equipment and and the people that are going to act for your film well somehow you got to raise that money that's a big that's a big big stumbling block and how did you find opportunities? Did it always show up or people? I mean, I'm curious. Well, the, here's the reality of that. Here's a good thing I did. I've, I haven't done that many good things in my life, <laughs> but here was a good one I did. When I was in college, I started keeping a list just in a notebook of people that I met or knew that I perceived to be wealthy. You know, people don't usually have their wallet open and you don't know really how wealthy they are. But if I perceived them to be wealthy, I would write them in a book. Then when it came time that I needed to go and raise money to make a film, I have a place to start. Wow. I just go through and start visiting these people and trying to get them to help me to make a film. Wow, that's really cool. Well, it, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it can be. It, that It's turned out. That's been great. And I have a quite a few great people who support me and, you know, are anxious for me to do something else. And they want to, most of them have made money and made a dent in whatever their careers were. And now they want to do something a little more give back, you know, which a film can be. Well, what I'm hearing you say was those connections. And that's what we're speaking about is how important those connections ended up being for you and how smart you were to write down those people because oftentimes we do, especially in the work you do, probably have connected with so many people. 
but then can we have some more opportunities or other, has that happened from people that you've worked with that you've found maybe actors or actresses or new ideas with the films, like with your connections, have you been able to? Yes, it's movies are a, are a big part of who you know. Yeah. I think a lot of life in general is. And and I wouldn't put that in any crass way, like, hey, you've got to, you know, get to know these people and then take advantage of them and they'll help you get ahead and that kind of thing. It's not that. It's just the reality of, you know, I need money to make a film that I don't have. Well, it's, it's got to come from somewhere. And that was my solution of how to do it. So one of your struggles was money. And yeah. is there any other... Uh... Any other struggles that you thought about? Well, it's the struggle of what film am I going to make? That I mean, you, we've all been to movies at the big multiplexes where I'm sure you've walked out of the movie and thought, who thought that was going to be good? That's it. That was just kind of dumb. right? Yeah. And these are sometimes $100 million films. So that's a struggle deciding really and knowing what can I pull off, you know, with very little money and, you know, that's a struggle. And then writing the script. Um, I write my own scripts and it's not that I think that I'm any great writer, but um, I think I care about it more than anybody else does. And I put a ton of time in to the script. And Sometimes they haven't been that good. And you know what? When that's been the case, I put it back in the file and we move on and do something else. Which I love. What you're saying is you never quit. You thought, well, some were really successful. Maybe others weren't exactly what you thought, but it didn't stop you from continuing and moving forward. Because that's what I'm loving is sometimes we think they're failures, but to me, they're more teaching moments of what maybe what you could do next time. Because I think your phones keep getting better and better. Do you have anything you're working on now? That yeah, COVID was not a good thing for me. It wasn't. It wasn't great for anybody. I don't think. But for me, it was really set us back. I had a film that was mostly cast, most of the locations ready to do it, and just couldn't do it because of all those problems. So, as a result of that, we've kind of stacked up, and now we have three films. Uh, in production. Wow. Uh, can I tell you a little? What, sure. What they are? Uh, the first one is a sports film. It's a little different for me because it's uh, very moral and has a lot of life's lessons, but it's not based so much in spirituality or the church or things like that. And it is basically the story of Alma Richards, who in 1910, he was in high school in a little town in southern Utah, Parowan, and he was big. And there was a new sport called track. And the track coach stopped him and said, hey, you're big. Why don't you come out and try out for the track team? Well, he did. And two years later, he was in Stockholm, Sweden, and won the gold medal in the Olympics. Wow. So it's that kind of a... Sounds like a great story. Yeah, local young good boy from a good family makes good, that, that kind of story. Then the film that we were trying to do and were unable to get going until now that COVID's passed is uh, tentatively called uh, 1939 Germany. And it's this is the story 
It's uh, 1939, and Heber J. Grant's the president of the church. He sends a message over to the mission president in Germany and says, the war is going to start in three days. Get those missionaries out of Germany. And that's basically the story, what it took with no communications. You know, there's no phones and way for them to just easily contact these elders and tell them they got to get on that train and get out of there. But there's really two things about it that I, that I have to bore you with to tell you that I really pushed me over the top to why I wanted to make the film. First one is, for who knows whatever reason, the mission president assigned one guy to be in charge of going up and down and the railroads and finding the missionaries and getting them out because he couldn't leave. He still had duties. And to do that, he chose one elder. No, not a companion. He did not give him a companion. He said, you do this by yourself. Well, that's movie material because now it's one guy against the Nazis and all the, you know, Germany and all that stuff. So I love that aspect of the story. And then he gets discouraged when he goes out and he's trying to find all these guys and it's a chaotic world and trains and that, that, that. Can't, he has, he's not finding anybody, and he gets an idea. And he stands up on a uh, baggage cart, and he starts to whistle, Do what is right day, don't you? He starts whistling that song, very Mormon song. Elders start coming out. They, start, they hear that, and they start coming out and finding it, and that starts working, and he finds quite a few missionaries. With that tactic, anyway, it's it's a combination film of uh, uh, it's Nazis and heroism and James Bond. It's really wow. got a lot, a lot of very cool stuff about it. And then the third one is my son Tanner, who's been our editor on all of these films, um, is going to move up, and we're going to do a, a docu drama, and it's a story of a local kid, Ben Kerr, who was born with some problems, and he decided, if I can't live a, an ordinary life, I'm going to live an extraordinary life, yeah. and he has, and so it's it's one of those kind of people. Do you know how amazing that is? So he's, Ben's going to be on the podcast next week, um, and we're just thrilled. I know. You didn't tell me that. I didn't tell you that, and because I actually didn't, I think he had mentioned he knew you, but that's amazing. When does that film come out? Well, we have we're in pre-production. We're going to start filming uh, next month, and it would probably be a year and a half or so, so. And he's incredible. Just being local, my kids. I mean, he's been to many schools and been very influential with his message around here, and I love that. Yeah, he'll he'll make for a good film. Oh, that'll be great. Well, I think um, another probably one of the last few questions is. So how did you kind of get these films out there? How did you communicate them and get them out to everybody and have such, what, what were the ways that you did that? Well, that's, you're talking distribution and that is another problem. It's another tough thing that you have to deal with in this field. And for us, um, we went pretty traditional right off, which is our idea was we try to get it into theaters and see if people will go to the theater. And then after that, then you do a DVD release. And then after that, you're trying for television and eventually streaming came in. 
And we have different distributors often for those different areas. And you're just trying to make good deals and make good decisions and have good marketing and advertising. But let me tell you this story that has to do with that is the, our first film is Remember Films when I got this idea to do this was 17 Miracles. Well, there had been a few films made about the Willie Martin handcart companies. and But I felt strongly that I could tell it a little you know, differently and more, more positive spin and so forth. But I didn't know if anybody was going to go to it. You know, it's in the theater. It costs $7 or something. And, and you know, and then popcorn and for families to come. I didn't know if people would support that and come. So you're, we're just rolling the dice and hoping that for whatever reason, they will come and support us. Well, the day that it opened, you know, I've seen the film a thousand times by then. <laughs> but I do... Uh, call it theater and me and my family a lot of times we'll go out and go to theaters and just see you know how's it doing anybody in there well the day that that film opened uh i was by myself and i went up to late to the theater there and i walked into that theater it was like at two o'clock in the afternoon you know on a matinee and as I'm walking up the aisle, I can't tell, I can't tell. And then I turn around from the screen to look at the audience. And it's like three-fourths full on a... Uh, an afternoon. Yeah, an <laughs> afternoon. And that about made me cry. And then I'll tell you what did make me cry is I sat down. I sat sitting near the front and looked back. And I'm just looking at the audience to see their reactions. I, I know what's going on up there. Yeah. I want to see what's going on down here. And I was toward the end of the film. And when it came to the piece where we have a character named Albert who doesn't make it, he was handicapped physically and he died in Nebraska. And we do this shot where we show he's now basically an angel. He's helping others push their comments. And we came to that shot and the, I'm looking at three ladies that are sitting behind me and and one of those ladies she didn't like just tear up or what she started to say out loud it's Albert it's Albert he's helping and she started just sobbing well guess who else you can tell <laughs> who else started sobbing Anyway, that was a, a great boost for me that day, fe feeling like they're going to support it. The distribution's working. People are going to come out, and maybe I'll get to make another one. Because that's what it's really all about. It's not about creating a project. I want to be able to make another one and another one. You know, it's, there's some quote about that, like, that, you know, excellence isn't... Uh, isn't a one-time thing it's a process mm -hmm. and that has enabled me to keep trying to keep you know making and even if it felt like some of them were a failure weren't as good as you wanted being able to have that happen and see people's reactions from perfect strangers must have felt rewarding to feel like i mean i would 
assume that you felt like I'm doing the work I felt called to do. Well, I think I, I think I'm kind of an everyman in that um, if it's something touches me, I think it will touch other people. And if I find it interesting, I think they probably will too. I think actually there's a lot of storytellers and people who especially who have been at it for a while that kind of try to take it to a new level in a way that people they don't relate to it as good because mm -hmm. it's a little harder to understand or, or whatever reason so i've always been you know used that as a guide and then the other thing we do is have a lot of test screenings mm -hmm. and have people come in and, and we learn things all of that they don't really care for that scene but they like to see that we need to amplify this character and less of this character you know make adjustments Absolutely. based on what people uh response yeah and that's made a big difference in i think in our films well i want to ask you just one more thing if you were to reach out to the one person the one that needed a message of hope or moving forward or feeling that they failed or they don't have connection or they lack communication, what would you say to them? Inspire them with what you've been able to do. Well, I really, I think we've talked about a few of those things. I'll just kind of summarize I, that I really do think it's the same as life. It's, it's baby steps. You can't expect to pop in and be something uh, of a sensation right off if you can just keep moving and one foot something in front of the other sometimes it's behind the other but just keep moving and and i want to tell you a little uh I'll tell you this quickly is the great motivator for that for me was right as i was getting out of high school i decided i was going to go to the university of utah into their film program and so I wanted to figure it out and see what's going on. So I made an appointment with the guy that was in charge of film at the U. And uh, I went in, got an appointment, sat down. He said, what do you want to do? I said, I, I don't really know. I just want to, I know I want to do something in film. And I don't, not sure. That's why I'm here to figure it out and have an education at it. Well, that's about all I said. And he took off for 20 minutes without a breath. And just told me all the reasons why I shouldn't do this, why it's too hard. It's a freelance business. There's so few people who actually punch through and can do it. And da, 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 da. I really think you ought to have a, something else to do and forget this. Well, when I left his office, I didn't really hear that much of that. What I thought when I left his office was, you're an idiot. And for you to bring in a student and tell me that, all I'm going to show you, I'm going to do better than you thought that I could. And sometimes negative reinforcement can be powerful, where you have people who are telling you what you can't do, and you decide, I'm going to show them. Mm -hmm. And believe in yourself. The thought that came to me, one of the quotes I just love is, when you believe in yourself, Others believe in you, and you believed you could do this. And look at the people that came and believed in your work. I mean, that's what I see. But even though he said maybe you couldn't do it, or it would be, it's almost like you thought, I can do it. I will do it. And you have. 
Well, I don't know how much I've done or how whatever. I'm not dead yet. Still going to keep plugging along and doing more things. But I'd say those those things are really at the heart of it. And, and that perseverance part of it is so important. It's hard to get up every day and make yourself do stuff that isn't fun. There's fun parts of film. And there's the fun parts, I guess, of every job in life. It's the hard parts where where you really, you know, we we just finished uh, the Germany film, and you know, I I was getting up early and I'm thinking every morning, boy, this isn't this isn't easy. <laughs> this is hard. And then I get there and I've got thirty members of the cast and I've got thirty crew. And a location that is bugged that we're stepping on their toes and they wish we'd finish and get out of there. And, you know, just all this kind of pressure. But when you stick to it and finally all of that, you're through it, it's, it feels good. It's so worth it. Yeah, it all that good. perseverance and time and effort, believing in your work, others believing in you. Well, I'm just so grateful. I got to have some time to talk. These films sound absolutely incredible. And I think our goal with this amazing podcast is to help create connection and confident communication one person at a time. And just want to thank you for this. Thanks for having me. I love, I, you, can, you can tell I like to talk about myself. <laughs> well, you can talk about other people, but it's probably because it's your passion and it's what you love. But helping inspiring other people that even if they think that they can't do it or others aren't believing in them, that, that we can do anything that we choose to set our mind to if we believe in ourselves. So what a great example of that. And thank you so much, TC, for having Wait, me. Wait, I got to tell you one other adjunct to all that. It, it, in, a fil- in, a, in a field like film, I think, too, that there may be listeners of yours that are interested in that or whatever their maybe artistic or endeavor might be that they're looking at and maybe it isn't the best thing to go full force and just say i'm doing this or bust because even if you can do it sometimes an artistic endeavor on the side maybe you have another life you have a regular job or whatever but you get to do this once in a while or whatever that can still be very fulfilling and help you to have a a more happy life. I don't think people should feel feel bad if they aren't able to eventually do it total full gun. Just be. be but if they that. feel called to do something, I guess what I'm hearing you say is just start, just start slow. Do what you're feeling like you want to do in this life and, and don't be afraid, be confident. And, you know, sometimes I think people don't always want to hear, you know, what, what our message is or what we have to say, but we'd be surprised. Like you had that thought, well, do they really want to see this? Do they want to hear what this movie is? And to have that experience where she out loud was rejoicing, I mean, and, and feeling that emotion. I just think moves, like you said, baby steps, just move forward one baby step at a time and don't quit. Right? Never give up. I love it. Well, thank you. Go team. All right. We'll see you next week. See ya.